In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm dreaming about a church of sensitivity and openness, a church of healing and welcome. I'm dreaming about a community of friends that celebrates difference and diversity and variety, a community that is forgiving, cherishing, wide open. I dream of women and men who minister life and laughter and love, of men and women who minister healing and harmony and hope, of women and men who minister to each other and minister to the crying needs of a world that hurts. I dream against the rough climb still to come, against expectation, against pessimism and despair. I dream, I dream of the clear panorama of the vision of light right at the top of the mountain. These words were written by Anglican priest Simon Bailey in Sheffield, England, who lived with AIDS until 1995. Bailey died at the age of 40 after serving as priest in Dinnington, a tough pit village in South Yorkshire, a village that lost 74 coal miners in 1994. Some of you may remember that tragedy. Bailey had a 10-year struggle with his diagnosis as HIV positive. For a number of years, he had hidden his sexuality and diagnosis from his family and the church and broke the news to his parish in 1992 when diagnosed with full-blown AIDS. He continued to function as a parish priest at the time when AIDS was feared. He had loved the members of the parish through the minor tragedy. So many families in that area were greatly impacted in all of life's events in that parish. And as he weakened with his disease, he bravely still preached and baptized and buried and participated in parish life. Bailey made worldwide news as the first British Anglican priest with AIDS to remain in his job. The little parish rallied around him and cared for him as his death neared, setting up a road of people to sit with him and to help with meds and comfort him. Bailey died still surrounded by those who had forsaken their fears to love him to the last. Bailey's sister, Rosemary, has written a book called Scarlet Ribbons about her brother's living and dying. Bailey's last line of this poem that I just read is especially poignant on this last day of Epiphany with Matthew's story, The Transfiguration. I dream, I dream of the clear panorama of the vision of light right at the top of the mountain. Peter and James and John had an experience of seeing clearly at the top of the mountain. Jesus's glory was revealed to them. As Jesus was transfigured before them, his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. We don't have a whole lot of detail we know that the disciples saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus. 
Does that mean that Jesus was the fulfillment of the law and the prophets? Some have said so. The disciples were excited and and terrified, and they wanted their vision of light right at the top of the mountain to last. It was so good that they wanted it to be forever. They wanted to create a way to memorialize what they saw, to stay on that mountaintop and bask in the glory. And rather than stay, they had to come back. They had to return to their ordinary lives. Out of a cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Jesus is what's important here. Listen to Jesus. The three disciples witnessed the most amazing experience in their lives. They fell on the ground, and in this version of the gospel story, Jesus touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. Jesus orders them not to tell anyone, to keep this secret until after the resurrection. Why? We, we don't really know. Could you keep a secret like that? I'm not so sure that I could. I'd want to be telling everybody about the experience. Simon Bailey's diagnosis came at a time when AIDS was not talked about. People were terrified of it becoming public. And I can only imagine at the height of Simon Bailey's illness, breathing may have been likened to climbing a mountain. At the mountaintop, the glory of Jesus' love was revealed to Bailey through the people who bravely cared for him, love that was not kept a secret. It would be very hard to contain something so transforming. I read about another theologian, Professor Thomas J. Ord, who directs a doctoral program at Northwind Theological Seminary and the Center for Open and Relational Theology. He formerly taught at Northwest Nazarene University in Nampa, Idaho, and is ordained as a Nazarene clergy. In addition to being a theologian, he's a mountain climber. And he writes about climbing Mount Whitney, the highest mountain in the contiguous United States. He spent a frigid night at the summit in July of the year he climbed Mount Whitney, and he describes his experience this way. From atop a mountain, one sees the world differently. High altitude light does weird things. Shadows appear in strange places. And one looks down on birds, clouds, and plains. Hiking tall mountains presents a mental challenge. What was I thinking, we climbers ask ourselves? I should probably turn back, we say, and I won't be doing that again anytime soon. But the summit is worth the ordeal. He goes on to say, at the summit we stand above all else, looking back from where we've come. At the top, our confidence runs high. The top provides a new perspective on what has come before. We see our present affairs differently. We enjoy a hiker's high, motivating us to imagine future climbs. 
So his early disciples witnessed the good news of Jesus' glory being revealed to them through their fear. They saw a life-changing event and were ordered to listen, to listen to Jesus and to hold what they saw in their hearts until his resurrection. Frederick Buechner is a beloved author, and he has an interesting reflection on the transfiguration. He says, it was Jesus of Nazareth, all right, the man they'd tramped many a dusty mile with, his mother and brothers they knew, the one they'd seen as hungry, tired, footsore as sore as the rest of them. But it was also the Messiah, the Christ in his glory. It was the holiness of the man shining through his humanness, his face so afire with it that they were almost blinded. Even with us, something like this happens once in a while. The face of a man walking his child in the park, of a woman picking peas in the garden, of something, even the unlikeliest person listening to a concert, say, or standing barefoot in the sand watching the waves roll in, or just having a beer at a Saturday baseball game in July. Once, every once and so often, something touching, so touching, so incandescent, so alive, transfigures the human face that it's almost beyond bearing. That's what happened to those disciples on the top of that mountain. You and I have times in our life when it feels like we're climbing a mountain. The grueling climb up, Sometimes we're blessed with a mountaintop experience, something so powerful that we just don't want it to end. And yet we must come back down the mountain and we come back with a new perspective. For me, the, the operative word in today's gospel is listen. A cloud overshadowed the terrified disciples and they heard the voice of God. This is my son, the beloved with him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to God's beloved son. Listen with the ear of your heart as you continue to be beloved community in this place. I really wonder whether Peter and James and John knew that a mountaintop experience might await them. They followed Jesus and look what happened. The power of Jesus' love transforms hearts beyond understanding. It was so for the young priest Simon Bailey climbing a mountain with every breath. May it be so for you as you listen together and grow together and follow Jesus to the mountaintops yet to come. So I bring you back to the very end of Simon Bailey's words of a dream and pray for you a clear panorama of the vision of light right at the top of the mountain. And I offer to you to consider embracing this word listen. Listen with the ear of your heart as you enter into Lent. Listen to God and see what happens for you. And Simon Bailey's last words, I dream, I dream of the clear panorama of the vision of light 
right at the top of the mountain. Amen.